0: Good day to you. Welcome in, everybody, on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So glad you're on board. Did a beautiful day today. Beautiful day. Great weather. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, Back-to-back beautiful weekends. We haven't had, I know some areas in the mid-portion of the state have had rain, but like here, uh, as you can see there on the, the Tiki Bar cam, Uh, the grass off to the left-hand side is rather brown. It's getting browner, browner by the minute. Um, yeah, we, uh, I, as much as I don't want it to rain, specifically not on the weekend, uh, we kind of need it in many areas. I know they had, like I said, say they had some heavier rain, uh, into the mid portion and a little bit of the Western portion of the state, but for the most part, um, southeastern Wisconsin, boy, dry, dry and drier. So needing uh, needing a little bit of rain. So I think Monday or Tuesday of next week. Other than that, when I looked at the uh, the ten day forecast, uh, other than that in this area, no, there's no rain involved at all, not a bit. So could use some eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We're talking a little bit earlier uh, about the Brewers, and uh, and Mark said that uh, the Brewers desperately in need of help uh, because the Cardinals are coming. The Cardinals, they just came off of a stretch. What they have, like, 19 games in 19 days or something like that? Yeah, 19 games in 19 days. Uh, they've got a three-game series with the Pirates coming up. Uh, Jack Flaherty's going to open that up. Uh, but they have yet to announce how they're going to proceed past that. Um, you know, you figure Adam Wainwright would start on Saturday. Mikolas would pitch on Sunday. However, um, the Rangers, next week's opponents um, for the Cardinals, have – Major League Baseball's third-best OPS against lefties, so the likelihood uh, is at least that one of the Cardinals' lefties gets a start during that weekend, uh, or getting that uh, week series. But they've got they've got some issues there as well. Um, with the Cards back in that uh, five-man rotation, um, they boy, I tell you what, they they've had some pitching woes just like the Brewers have had. With some injuries, some guys that have not lived up to expectation. Uh, their hitting has not necessarily been great. Uh, their clutch hitting has been bad. Uh, they've got some outfield options, according to Marmol. Dyson Carlson's got the left knee sprain close to maybe beginning the minor league rehab assignment. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, who had the lower back strain, is still, quote, as they say, at a standstill. So uh, a lot of down stuff going on right there for the St. Louis Cardinals. And really, that's the team that's supposed to be the threat in the National League Central So, for as bad as things are and as bad as things look regarding the Milwaukee Brewers, um, the Cardinals are in just as bad a state right now, uh, if not worse, because they just, it's like like the Brewers. Every time somebody starts to get healthy, there's somebody else that goes down. Uh, The clutch hitting just simply hasn't been there. The pitching hasn't been been there. Mikolas, uh, out of that stretch of the 19 games in 19 days, I think Mikolas won like three games himself. So... Um, yeah, they're struggling too. And that's the team that really we all believe is going to be, by the time it's all said and done, the cream of the crop in the National League Central. So as long as the Brewers can just keep treading water until they start getting some of the reinforcements back via, uh, you know, the pitching staff. You know, I was so bucket of cold water on the optimism uh, in the last hour, and and rightfully so because that's a dose of reality. But the optimistic side, the hopeful side, the Brewers fan side of things says that if they can keep this, Just floating. And who knows, maybe things begin to catch fire at some point. But as the uh, ominous words of Craig Council have stated so eloquently, there isn't a magic pill. Nobody's walking through that door. These guys have to figure it out. And that's something that this team, not just this season, but historically over the last three, four, five years, has not been able to do. Their offense has been. Going back to prior to the uh, just before COVID hit, since COVID has hit and – it's just—it's been a horrific offensive team, just bad. I know you can look at certain statistics and go yay, but no, you're you're not winning baseball games. You're not powering through when you need it. You're basically uh, a lame duck after six innings, seven innings, when trailing. So, no, you're not. There, there's nothing to yay here. You know what I mean? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Our buddy Steve. Says, congrats to the Admirals for pulling even uh, in the series, two power play goals, and it was game over, over five to two last night. Let's hope they can get to game five and go on the road for a series win, which would be just awesome, awesome for the Admirals to get to the AHL Calder Cup Finals. Uh, with the Brewers' troubles, uh, the lone bright spot is Rowdy Telez with him legging out a triple yesterday. That was I, I give you. I'll tell you this. When Because he, he hit one into the gap. The ball's kind of fumbled away, kicked away. It goes to the wall. It really was a tough play, so it wasn't like it was an error. You could have, I guess, if you really wanted to be a hard scorer, but it really wasn't an error. It was just a ball that they couldn't get to. It got kicked away a little bit, and Rowdy went from second to third. But Rowdy, he hit second base in stride. He looked good doing it. He just was slow. But Rowdy Telez legging out a triple, that's big news, man. That's breaking news because he's a beer wagon himself. He don't even have a beer wagon hitch to him. He's just a beer wagon. And he lagged like out a triple, so that was fantastic. Uh, he said, uh, going into third, I wonder what he hit on the Richter scale. I'm concerned about the series in Cincinnati, as the Reds are playing some good baseball right now. A 3-1 series win would be great, but I think a 2-2 split is okay as well. I am liking what I am reading about, reading about and seeing on tape from the OTAs. It sounds like Dobbs and Love are connecting nicely. And as I said yesterday, I really like what I'm seeing out of Luke Musgrave so far, even though it's really early in camp. I also read about the undisclosed injury to Tucker Kraft. Do you have any information on that? Or uh, how about Mike Clemens? Have a great weekend. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. No, um, as a matter of fact, I texted Mike. So we, sh- we hope to hear from Mike. Or I was going to text Mike, I should say. Uh, we hope to hear from Mike Clemens uh, on that if there's uh, any new news about that today. But you're right when it comes to Musgrave. He has been... Um, I think the way Mike put it yesterday was he's just wowing people. He's got speed. He has got a great wingspan, uh, big hands, downfield. But, again, you know, these are all the things we say. These are all the adjectives we use in OTAs because they're not hitting. They're not getting beat off the line of scrimmage by, you know, man-to-man chucks or anything like that. There's none of that. A little bit of hand play, but that's about the extent of it. And uh, we have also seen some throws downfield that have fallen to the ground or have been picked off. You know, remember when it used to be the re- the breaking news reports were coming out of Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers got picked off because it was such a rarity? Now it's just like, oh, okay, ball got picked off. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. So, I get it. If you want to chime in, feel free. Uh, Jack says, uh, what can you really tell about OTAs? The only thing we can tell so far is that Jordan Love is not wowing the media the way Aaron Rodgers did last year. It sounds to me very similarly to the way Mike Clemens described it. as a high school player throwing the ball around, just waiting for the collegiate senior to walk through the door and show him how it's done. I have a feeling this is going to be a long season. There is no wow factor there right now. Um, we'll see. For let me say this: for as much as I say, you know, hold your water on great plays in OTAs. Oh, it's great! He hit him in stride. Oh, it's great! He dropped it in the bucket. Oh my God! He threw a laser. That's great. But it's OTAs, no pads, just helmets, shirts, shorts. That's it. Okay. As much as I say stem the tide on that, I'm going to say the same thing on the negative side. Although, with the notation of you're not nobody's hitting anybody. Guys, for the most part, should be wide open. So if you're missing the wide open throws without pads, you really start to go, mm. I just have a – it's a cautionary tale, I guess, is the best way to put it. A cautionary tale. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. But if things are negative in OTAs, then there is a little bit more of a yellow light concern. Right? Yeah, Rick, you're right. Uh, Red China will not disclose injuries, especially right now. Um. Susie says, any word on Mason Crosby? Packers say the door is still open, but they sold their home. Any idea? Yeah, um, they know they're probably not. 95% would tell you that they're not going to stay in Green Bay. Uh, they need a kicker in Dallas. Uh, Mike McCarthy's very familiar with Mason Crosby, and 49 and in, Mason Crosby's pretty solid. Uh, he's not going to be a big kickoff leg to put it continuously for touchbacks out of the end zone, but maybe if indeed he wanted to go to Dallas, maybe there'd be a, an open door there for him. Um but if kicking in training camp looks to be off and whether it's the wind or the concerns via weather at Lambeau, then maybe you go with a guy that that knows Lambeau as well as anybody. Your all time leading scorer, you go in that direction. I don't think the door would ever be closed because you could have an injury, you could have two injuries, you could have a guy that <laughs> starts missing. And suddenly, you know, Mason Crosby comes rolling through that door again. So, the door is never a hundred percent closed, but I'd say it's ninety five percent closed. You know, that's just, just my thought. And it, you know, it was it, it. It's disappointing in the sense that we spent all this time, all this time talking about Aaron Rodgers. And his last game at Lambeau, walking off the field with his arm around Randall Cobb, nobody really paid attention to Mason Crosby. And Mason has been nothing but a stand-up guy, nothing but a complimentary person to the team, to the organization, to the city, to the state, nothing but an upstanding, just wonderful person. And did not get hardly any fanfare on the way out the door. Because all the attention was stolen by by the spotlight. So, and that's a disappointing thing. Because you would have loved to have seen Mason Crosby at least be heralded walking off the field. Maybe for the last time in Green Bay. He'll be a Packer Hall of Famer, there's no doubt about that. Um... All time leading scorer, and uh, you know, just good guy all around. Uh, his leadership and and such, and the state, both on and off the field, that that'll be missed. Uh, but you know, I mean, maybe because he's originally, I think, from Texas anyway. Maybe they do catch on down there, and uh, and maybe kick a little bit for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Who knows? But yeah, no fanfare for Mason Crosby, and that's that's that was a little disappointing. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, hey, our buddy Dwayne. Dwayne's covered all. D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's covered all. Coming down tomorrow, as a matter of fact, uh, they're going to be, as, if I understand it correctly, they're going to be putting the uh, the awnings up on the new upstairs deck at Stoley's Hog Alley over in Lake Country. So I'm excited about that. They're going to be down here, and uh, he did a fantastic job, and I can't wait to see it when it's all final finally complete. It's going to be awesome. But uh, But if you're looking for a boat cover, upholstery, awnings, gym equipment, awnings that may be out in front of your businesses, Uh, gym equipment, office furniture, you name it, he can do it. Go to Dwayne, D-O-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. Give him a call, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. We keep adding some, I shouldn't say we, I didn't do a damn thing, but others keep adding wonderful things to the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd for Fisher House, Wisconsin. And we've got another really cool announcement coming up after the break so stay tuned we'll be back right after this is the bill michaels show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network get up get out over here go it's the grand slam giveaway at pottawatomie this june play with your club card and you'll have four chances to hit big and slide into home with a share of the show stopping four hundred thousand dollars in cash and prizes 50 winners each thursday step up and knock your luck out of the park only at pottawatomie casino hotel more info at paysbig.com slash grand slam must be 21 years old and a club member to play Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin visit com Good to have you back, welcome Hey, one of our tremendous sponsors coming up on uh, Sunday, September 3rd, is our friends from Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Lending support via dealers for the poker hands at the end of the motorcycle ride. So if you have uh, if you have not signed up yet, uh, hopefully you do. And uh, a reminder that our friends from Pottawatomie Hotel Casino are going to be on hand at the end of this. So looking forward to that again this year. They were uh, tremendous donators uh, of time last year. So, Appreciate Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And, again, goes to pay, go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. So yesterday uh, we went to a bike night down at the uh, Harley Museum. And, uh, you know, had a great time. They had a nice band down there, but a really nice gathering. I mean, a lot of motorcycles and people kind of showing off what they did uh, over, the, <laughs> over the winter months and stereo systems and paint jobs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so one of the things we were talking about for the motorcycle ride, because this year, for, and you got to spread the word, too, because there's a lot of people. This is a grassroots effort this year. Uh, a lot of people don't know where the start and the end is. This year, we start at the, at the Harley Davidson Museum in Milwaukee. That's where we're going to start the ride from, at the Harley Davidson Museum downtown uh, in Milwaukee. And uh, in years past, we'd started, and they'd had, you know, different Bloody Mary bars and such uh, at MKE Brewing. And they did some breakfast sandwiches, and um, Harley wasn't quite sure what they wanted to do and whether they were going to open up everything or not open up everything and all that kind of stuff because it is Labor Day weekend, and it's not a rally weekend. So yesterday, uh, Harley came to me, and Bill Davidson and Erica Capagna and uh, the crew came to me and said, hey, we want to do this, and we want to do it right. So they're going to open up the doors to Motor. Uh, registration, on-site registration begins that morning about 8.30. Now, hopefully you're pre-registered, or 8 a.m., but hopefully you're pre-registered. So at 8.30 on the morning of the ride, they're going to open up Motor, and it's going to be a traditional pancake breakfast. They're going to do pancake breakfasts. They're going to do the Bloody Mary bar and all that kind of stuff for those that uh, want to indulge in that. Uh, but they're going to do all of that. The museum is going to be open. Uh, they might even op- open up the, uh, the Harley-Davidson gift shop. And everything. Uh, they're going to help us with staging. So they are abs- they're apps. They're going to do a full blown, you know, buffet pancake breakfast, which is just tremendous because you're always wondering, you know, what you're going to grab in the morning or such, you know, well, we go to the Penny Bar and the Penny Bar is known for their wings. So we're going to end up there and uh, they're going to have some food trucks over at the Rock Complex, which is awesome. Uh, Knuckleheads has some really good food, but another smaller bar, another place to go to. And then you end up at Stolzall 109, who has tremendous food and a a huge expanse. And it's going to be fun. And the Penny Bar announced yesterday they're going to put a band in in the morning for the arrival of all the motorcyclists as they trickle through throughout the afternoon. So uh, the announcement that the pancake breakfast is going to happen is just awesome. So uh, the the ride continues to grow. It continues to get kind of more polish put on it. But it, it all is... You know, the the benefactor is Fisher House, Wisconsin, and all of this is from wonderful people who just want to do a wonderful thing and make this ride get bigger and better than ever. So thanks to our friends in the Milwaukee Police Department, the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Department, Greendale Police Department, Franklin Police Department, as we're heading over to the Rock uh, Complex for the first stop again this season. Thanks to everybody that's a part of it. And uh, but uh, this year they announced they're going to do the pancake breakfast, which is awesome. Awesome. I love that. And you can mill around the entire complex and campus down there and into the uh, museum if you get the ticket. So, so many cool things they're doing. But thanks to the uh, the Harley-Davidson Museum in Milwaukee because it's, that's that's tremendous that they're going to do that for uh, all the motorcyclists. So, good, good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to go ahead and give us a shout, please feel free. MZ says David Bakhtiari triples down on the Green Bay Packers, quote, rebuilding. He knows most Packer players are saying otherwise, but he seems to love the attention he is getting from his comments. He really wants to be traded. The Packers need to find a suitor. No. No. He he, he just believes what he believes. That's fine. You know, in his logic, can you argue with his logic? He said, look, were they in a rebuild when they moved on from Brett Favre? Yes. Even though they kind of weren't, they moved on to Aaron Rodgers because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. I understand it. I respect his argument. He believes that they're moving on from Aaron Rodgers, and therefore it is a rebuild, and he has that prerogative. That's fine. Others are saying, no, we've got veteran players in many different areas, and we're going to be fine. Okay. But David Bakhtiari is (laughs) – He's in the last year of a contract with the Green Bay Packers that they're going to pay unless they extend him out and kind of spread that money out. They don't want to take that cap hit next year, okay? So this is probably it for David Bakhtiari. He is going to play his ass off because he's going to have another suitor out there somewhere because he's going to get cut loose, and he knows it. So I I would personally not get rid of him. This is the first year he feels healthy. This is the first year he has not had surgeries. This is the first off season that he's just been able to go away and relax. And he kind of feels and looks like his old self again. And the way he played down the stretch last year, he was one of the best tackles, but one of the best left tackles in football. And left tackles do not grow on trees. You cannot find them anywhere and everywhere. And so if you've got a good one, especially protecting a rookie quarterback. And I I know people hate it when I say that. But he's never been a starter in the National Football League before. He hasn't seen defenses consistently thrown at him and schemed for him and his ability or what he does better to try to take that away or have discovered his weaknesses on the continuum. He's, he's, He's a rookie. And if you say he's not, that's fine. We can argue semantics, but... He's, for you know, there's a lot of other guys that have been backups in this league that have thrown more passes and taken more snaps than he has. I'll tell you that right now. So I'm not getting rid of David Bakhtiari while well, he protects the rookie quarterback trying to get his feet wet in the National Football League with and trying to give him an extra second to throw the football with rookie wideouts, second-year wideouts, and rookie tight ends. No problem with that. Hang on to David Bakhtiari like grim death. And David knows. He knows the business. He he told Elton Jenkins, we're going to be the best damn left side of an offensive line in all of football this year. That doesn't sound like a guy that's, that's a cancer. That doesn't sound like a guy that wants to go against the organization. That sounds like a guy that wants to play his ass off, play extremely well, something to prove in case he does, most likely he does, end up on the open market, market next year. I have no problem with that. The comments, eh. You know, I didn't like it when he was talking about they and them and the Packers rather than we and us and the team. You know, nothing like that. But other than that, I don't have a problem with it. We're arguing and again, just like yesterday when I got into this discussion, it's a word. Who cares? Rebuild, reload, retool, who cares? Doesn't matter. I'm I'm good with it. Call it whatever you want. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, uh, Our buddy uh, Dennis says, I believe Matt LaFleur is reducing practices that are open to the public so he can hide from the fans and reporters. He is wrecking our great tradition of open practices and kids and players and bike rides in hopes of saving his job. He can run, but he can't hide his poor play calling from last year or his friend, the incompetent Joe Barry. Uh, The press needs to pressure him to keep Packer traditions alive. Uh, head coaches come and go. The Packers, our fans, and our traditions are here to stay. It's about the fans winning. Uh, it's about the fans and winning. LaFleur better understand that. That's from Dennis. I'm not a fan of less practices open to the public. Not a fan of it at all. Um, and the reason being, they paid money. You, you know, not only is it that you've lost a preseason game and, You now alternate eight and nine games. And last year you took a game away by taking it overseas. But it means income into the area. It means income into the bars, the restaurants, the hotels, gas stations, convenience stores, you know, all of that. And um, you're right. Part of the tradition is the fans. And the more the fans allow this to erode... And the more the fans go, oh, we're going to lose a day or two this year. Oh, okay, okay. And then it becomes the spectacle that is. And you know what that means? Paying for it. Oh, well, come to family night. We're going to open that up for you. Come see a glorified scrimmage or a practice, and we're going to give you fireworks. But pay for it. Come and pay for it. That's the disappointing thing. And I agree with you, Dennis. I 100% agree with you. It is just a – it's like – you know, the, the, the old days of our lives, like sand through the hourglass, these are the days of our lives? Like, like a grain of sand being taken off the beach on the continuum. You know, grain by grain by grain by grain by grain by grain by grain. And suddenly you go from being this hometown, tradition-laden franchise that is one of the most fan-friendly in football to red China, corporate, faceless monstrosity, that is, And it's built by the fans, and it's needed. I understand it because you have to stay monetarily effective. But you go from being what happened to the days you could shake the players' hands and you could see them in the bike riding and all that kind of stuff. Because you know what's going to happen. This is exactly what's going to happen. Let me me tell you this right now. You're going to see the first day of training camp, and every television reporter is going to be there, and all the TV cameras are going to be there, and they're going to show the kids, and they're going to show the bikes and the players riding over. And tradition moves on in Green Bay. I agree, and we're going to get the big fluffy anima, and we're going to go. God, it's so good. It's cleansing. We're so here. It's training camp season. And you're right. Then you lose a couple of different practices. You lose a couple of different times to see the team, a couple of t- different times to go back and forth, and suddenly you're left standing there going, "What? What the hell was that? Is, training camps is it done? We didn't even see them. Saw a couple, but that was. People used to plan their vacations." around it right people plan their vacations around Packers training camp you know so I I don't even know if you can I, I would assume you I even sat down and looked at every day that there's a practice that's available to the public but I don't even know if you can do that anymore to see a practice every day if you're passionate about the Packers and you just can't get enough of it I don't even know I haven't looked at it I haven't looked at the schedule but I know there's a lot of fans that have kind of said the same thing that, you know, boy, they're taking more practices away, more, more less practices open to the public. What is this? You know, and then you get into the aspect of the stockholders and the people that spend the money and the people that, hey, they came to us and they wanted us to pay for this stock. And now it's, oh, by the way, we built a parking garage for the players and we're going to take practices away from you. I get it. I get it. 877-867-1670, you got something to say. Say it, yeah, especially if you're a Packers fan and you feel like Dennis does. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, you know what? It's great. Things are great. Still plan my vacation. Still still hang out with Mike Clemens over at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Good to go. Whatever. Would love to hear from you. Give us a, sh- <laughs> give us a shout. Hey, our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, not only do they have a terrific outdoor patio right there on County Road K in Oconomowoc. Their, their, their patio is, is beautiful, and they expanded it. And they've got the old traditional bar on the outside and TV's up and everything. And the fans are going. It's just a great place to go and hang out outside. Inside's just as awesome. They're building the uh, the new complex across the street. And the food truck. Tom and the gang and the food truck are going to be part of our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. The food truck is coming to the Steel Tank Brewery in Oconomowoc. So we're going to have Steel Tank serving some food. Uh, Boondocks serving some food. We can't say thanks enough to them. But if you want to get some burgers and brews and barbecue and all that kind of good stuff, Stone Bank was Wisconsin. That's Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Road K in Oconomowoc. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This is a Master Z's weekend. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'm going to be heading over to uh, Master Z's on Saturday, and it's time to get some new Adirondack chairs to go around the fire pit. Uh, I got a couple of them that uh, <laughs> I burned my Christmas tree a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the chair got a little bit too close to the tree because the tree went up like, boom, like that. And uh, I had a couple of one chair that got charred, a uh, wooden Adirondack chair. And one of the other ones that were the hard plastic got melted. So it's time to get a couple more, couple more Adirondack chairs. And if you're going to get those, or you're going to get patio furniture, uh, you know, outdoor bar stools, uh, an outdoor bar, fire pits, whether it's a gas fire pit or a wood fire pit, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, Masters Ease has it all, and high quality, really, really good stuff. People come from all over for this. I see different. Um, advertisements on television uh, especially this time of year for all these different things outside these fire features and these two side these two chair you know tables in the middle and adirondack style chairs and all this stuff and i i look at it and i think it's really good stuff but master's ease has the best and it's at probably one of the more reasonable prices as well uh every now and then i'll go to the Northwoods and i'll see them up there and i'll go in and look around and man you know four hundred dollars for a chair is like freaking nuts man master's ease same chairs same quality just better prices so get a hold of them um uh, blue mount road in brookfield call them 262-746-5931 262-746-5931 that's master's ease on blue Mound road in brookfield um the uh let's see here um oh by the way by the way, the uh, the Shannon Sharp thing yesterday with Skip Bayless, a lot of people were talking about. I see it uh, the discussion over on the uh, the live stream. I I know people are talking about it. I know it's it's a big deal. Shannon Sharp did not like some of the things that Skip Bayless had uh, put out there in public and had tweeted about, especially after the Damar Hamlin uh, collapse and the heart attack on the field. And Skip never. Skip does not have a sense of timing or a sense of damn, and I'm talking about give a damn. He has always been a blovial ass, for lack of a better term. He just has been. He's a, he, he was a reporter who was a chided, angry, um, non-integrity-laden journalist, uh, in my opinion, and I use the term journalist very weakly. And he, and look, he's turned that into an incredible following. He's turned that into being the epitome of a villain. He's turned that into a ton of cash. Um, but he and uh, Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp just lost our respect for him. And Shannon Sharp, uh, to be honest with you, started gaining more popularity, started just hammering on, on Skip on the continuum. And Skip didn't like that either. And so finally they would had it, and Shannon just said, I'm done. So that's kind of what I think happened. Uh, I don't know all the details behind that, but when people ask me my opinion on it, uh, anything involving Skip Bayless, I could give two dams about, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, At least, and I'm not a Colin Cowherd fan either, but at least Colin Cowherd I respect in the sense that he can put certain thoughts together, certain things together, and, and, and make a legitimizing argument that is not based on stupidity, he can look at things that you may not agree with it, but it'll make you think. And I like people that make me think, you know? Um, you know, there's a writer. His name's Jason Whitlock. He was used to be on uh, The Sports Reporters, goes, goes back years and years and years on ESPN uh, with Mike Lupica and company, and Jason Whitlock would be on that. Now, he would get ripped. He would get ripped from every community because he just, you know, no Fs given by that guy. And I didn't always agree with him, but he made me think. He would make a really good argument for certain things. And I appreciated that, especially being in this business. When you try to make an argument and you're trying to to think of it, you have a gut reaction uh, of what it is you see. And sometimes you have to step back and you say, okay, wait a minute, let me look at the circumstance. Other times you have to say, let it fly. This is what you felt at the time in the moment. Let it fly. You may not be right, but let it fly. And it becomes a more passionate argument, whereas Skip Bayless works hard at being an ass. And I just don't have a lot of respect for him. Never have, never will. He he means nothing to me. There is nothing that he can say or do that really gets me anymore, I guess, is the best way to put it. 877 um, 867 1670 if you want to give us a shout please feel free to go ahead and do so see will tell says Jason Whitlock is a complete moron now he makes me think I never said he was smart I never said he was like correct I said he makes me think you that's your opinion now you're you're, you're calling him a, a, a moron I'm, okay um it is what it is he makes me think I, I appreciate that uh, this is from, uh, this is from Mac. Mac says, uh, Hey guys. Uh, he says, uh, with Matt LaFleur closing down practices, is he allowed to do that? Or could Mark Murphy step in and say, no, you have to open up all of your practices just like the old days. Um, I think to, to answer your question. Yes. Mark, Mark Murphy could come down and say, no, we're going to open up everything to the public, but there is, there are certain things that you want to do behind closed doors. Okay. The fact that the Packers open up the doors and say, here, fans, come on in, take a look at everything we're doing. You have to have some practices to install your offense and your defense and certain looks and things that you want to reveal at certain times in the season. You have to put those behind closed doors. You don't want – because, you know, I'm sure every team does it the way everybody's trying to garner secrets. Every team probably has somebody – show up at the training camps of the teams they're going to face and chart it, write it down, whatever. I'm sure everybody's going to do something. Right? Everybody it, it's just the way the NFL is. It's it, it's it's tighter than national security when it comes to you know, spy planes and stuff. I'm sure I I'm sure the NFL at some point or another some team is going to shoot up a spy satellite so they can look at all the different teams practicing. It's just it's stupid, but it is what it is. So, could Mark Murphy do it? Yeah, he could step in and say, "Hey, we're going to open it all up," but it also puts your team then at a disadvantage if indeed you want to do installs and you want to do certain things or try certain things out that maybe you know, maybe nobody has thought of or teams have not prepared for because you're trying to gain any competitive advantage you possibly can. Why Why would Bill Belichick, okay, why would Bill Belichick send, or Robert Kraft for that matter, Bill Belichick, send a videographer into, remember when they got busted in Cincinnati for video? They they said, they, quote, they were doing a documentary, but they weren't. They were actually taking video of the sidelines. Why would they send a videographer in to watch – the defensive and offensive coordinators and the signals they gave, why and and the down and distance and all that kind of, why would they do that if they did not gain any advantage at all? Right. Now you can see what teams are doing on the sideline. You know, and you can see what teams are doing on the field. It's just you don't see affixed cameras on defensive coordinators or assistants and such during the games and to what it is they're doing or calling and specifically, you know, mouthing and such. So you're trying to get their calls. You're trying to get their formations. You're trying to get their personnel packages. You're trying to get all of that stuff. And then you're trying to equate it to down and distance. And there, there's a deciphering to that that goes on. And I, I get it. I do. But if you didn't get anything from it, then why would Bill Belichick, who's considered to be one of the smartest coaches in the National Football League, why would he then send somebody in to steal, if, in, in essence, steal, but to 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 see publicly what everybody else is seeing, but to videotape it so he can study it, right? So that's the reason you don't want to close off everything. So uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you can find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by the Social House, H-A-U-S. Uh, On Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Uh, Don't forget, coming up this weekend, if you're uh, heading out on Sunday morning, you get yourself a breakfast and you get yourself a cocktail. Well, then you get free pancakes. So always something good over at the Social House. Not to mention, they also have music on the weekends too. So some good stuff over there. Say hi to Dan Dell and the whole staff at the Social House. Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, the Bill Michaels show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, give us uh, give us a call. Get your voice heard. You can. 877-867-1670. Uh, Jack wants to know, hey, Unit, how come you guys don't cover F1 more? Um, not a demand for it. You know, I mean, I think Formula 1 is cool. Don't get me wrong. I like racing in general. Um, if you had to take... <sighs> trying to think of this if you took things out of the state of wisconsin you took football basketball and baseball out of the state of wisconsin what's the next big thing is it racing is it hockey i think you could probably do hunting and fishing shows here (laughs) 24 7 365 um is it softball you know it, it what is it what what's the next thing that trips the trigger right and while it may be racing, I can understand that, um, I don't think it's Formula One. I think there's more of a stock car base here than there is a Formula One base. Uh, and the fact that IndyCar comes here, it's probably a good Indy following, too. I remember when IndyCar and uh, then it was Champ Car. then when they when the split happened, and Champ Car was coming into the Milwaukee Mile on the continuum. And um, there was a good following for that. There really was. There was a lot of race fans here in the state, big time. And you go back to the Allen Kowicki days and such, you know, when Winston Cup was huge. And, and that was, there was a sense of pride about the state regarding that as well. Matt Kenseth, certainly. Cambridge, Wisconsin's own Matt Kenseth. And you see the tracks that are just filled up on the weekends, you know, whether it's lacrosse, motor speedway, out in the Dells, Slinger. You can go through the whole list of really good tracks here in the state of Wisconsin. So. I think racing would probably be right up there. It's just Formula One racing, I don't think, is up there. Not the same way. Just, I could be wrong. But I don't think it's up there the same way. So, eh, that's probably part of the reason why it doesn't, Formula One doesn't get as much coverage. Look, if Formula One was coming here, we'd be all over it. Um, Dan says, how come Formula One will never race at Road America? Uh, Because the sanctioning fee is so much. It's it's not like it's a couple of million. It's like $25 million just to get the race. It's ridiculous for the sanctioning fee to get it. Uh, the reason I went to Miami is because a lot of money and a lot of entities in the state ponied up. Uh, it's going to Vegas because the, the casino's ponied up to get all of that F1 race out there and all of that uh, hoopla in the city that is glitz and glam. But... Uh, I was I was specifically told as much as they would love to have it, it, it it would be great racing. It just the sanctioning fee is ridiculous to get Formula One to come to a track uh, in the Midwest here. Well, it's it's ridiculous anywhere, but they just you know unless the state's going to fork the bill for it, they can't make the money on it. So you can't make enough money on that, and the tickets would be crazy uh, if they did and decided to go for it. The ticket prices would be so unattainable for the average fan it would be you know corporate only and then you run the risk of corporations not becoming involved and it just it the the money in it was just way 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 too much so that's the reason great question though great question uh kim says i'm an f1 fan but it's very a niche sport i dvr it uh but if i don't always watch the recordings uh oh well also recording road america those snobs would never come here or regarding road america those snobs would never come here right i agree it is a, um, yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I don't know if I would say the snobs, but the nouveau riche elite, they would look at Elkhart Lake as some, th- as some third world country. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not Monaco. It's not, you know, running through the streets of France. It's not, you know, the glitz and glam of, of Miami. You know, Vegas is obviously money tons of money there, star power there. I get that. Not going to happen here in the Midwest. So 8778671670 and that's unfortunate because you could expose it to so many more people if you you know, the old adage is you can't raise anybody up to your pedestal if you don't go down and hang with them first. You know, it's 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 like any management person Anybody that sits in the office and dictates from the office and never walks the walks the manufacturing floor is an absolute moronic idiot because you got to understand how the widgets are made. You got to understand where the workforce comes from. Because no matter what it is you do, what company you have, what job you hold, okay? If you don't go down to where it all starts in the beginning, whether it's a, a guy working at night janitor-wise cleaning the plant up after the operation ceases or <laughs> If it's the guy that pushes the button to get the conveyor belt running, you need to understand the work work development and the workload to understand what it is your business can and can't do. And, uh, and not to mention, you can elevate people. And Formula One will never, they're, they're never going to do that. They're going to want you to come to them. They're not going to come to you. You know. And as long as there's worldwide money and big money, they're never going to have to worry about it. You know, that's the reason that for a long time, stock car racing, NASCAR racing was so successful. It was all attainable by the average guy. You know, you're talking about motorhomes pulling into the middle of racetracks and, you know, parties and, you know, everybody sitting down, having a few beers and watching the cars go by. You know, that's not what F1 is. F1 is sitting al fresco at tables watching fast cars go by. But that's merely a distraction as you sip champagne and mimosas and everything else, you know. That's at least the perception, reality, perception becoming reality outwardly looking in. 877 867 1670. Two hours down, two hours you have to go. Stay tuned to a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show. It's coming up right after this.